if you could carry a child and deliver it, would you do it? <laughs> like, my wife's going to be listening. Of course, honey. Of course I would do it. I would totally, 100% wish it could have been me that had gone through that instead of you. There's no question in my mind, if we have another child and it was possible, it would totally be on me to do it. guys talking about their babies and supporting their ladies talking about the struggle talking about big papa yeah hey it's dan it's big papas and on the line i have singer songwriter troubadour raconteur man about town professional eco warrior friend and now father dave borns dave welcome to big papas Hello. Thank you. That's a, quite, a, quite an intro there. <laughs> well, we do what we can here. Dave, you are, are we three weeks into the life of your son, Hank, now? Is that right? We are six days. No! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how foolish of me. Well, we're not cutting this part out, I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> six days, man, you really, you really are in it. Well, uh, how's it going so far? It's uh, it's crazy. It, I mean, we we just stare at him mostly. Yeah, we can't can't believe that um, they let us take him home. Right. <laughs> we, we can't believe uh, that he's he's like you know he's so sweet, and then how terrible he can be. Also, you know, he, it's it's real all over the place. Keep in mind uh, to your listeners, I haven't slept much. So if my words get garbled, uh, we'll blame it on Hank. That totally makes sense that you haven't slept much. Did you have, I, you know, Zoe and I experienced this thing, and it sounds like, you know, the idea that you can't believe they let you take them home. Um, we experienced, like, any of the, the, the classes that we went to and the reading that we did and kind of a lot of the preparation we did, so much of it was actually just for the delivery. And... As soon as we got home, we were like, oh, wow, like, this is really what now our entire lives are are about. And we actually didn't have as much information about what to do when we actually got home, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> I think that's absolutely true. Um, I think it's good to prepare for that delivery because it was quite a quite high drama, you know. Sure. I, in in general, you know, so so getting the preparation for that and having this singular event, uh, it, it was it was we needed the preparation. Um, but yeah, you know, my mother was telling me that when she had us, um, me and my brothers, she had like six days in the hospital after we were born, where they were teaching teaching how to bathe the kid and teaching how to like breastfeed and all all these wonderful things. Um, whereas you know, we 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 got. We kind of hung around as long as we could, but that, that was really like 20, 28 hours or something, 20, 30 hours after the, his birth. And uh, <laughs> knowing, uh, like, you know, just just the slowest drive of our lives is what everybody told us, and they were right. Yeah. So slowest drive of our lives home. And, and, um, and the, the, you know, we all, the day after we got a checkup, and, and you know, the, the doctor says, oh, my goodness, he's lost. Uh, you know, nine percent of his body weight, which is normal, but that scared us into thinking he was not eating enough. And we 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 got really anxious because the day after, his his cry changed, which which we were like, something's wrong. Right. <laughs> brought him back 
Um, so, but but actually, he's he's been perfect as far as babies are concerned. We've been sitting at home reading things as we go. We're like, is this normal? Is this normal? Um, the, the 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 big issue was that he he turned in he turned out to be huge. So he's he's like a he, he was ten pounds eight ounces. Woo, an absolute unit. He is a solid baby. So, so all of a sudden, all the newborn clothes didn't fit. <laughs> and and uh, and my wife is is, is you know, a lot of recovery time. That's what I don't think is fair. Is that they have to jump immediately into breastfeeding while having this like traumatic event that it just occurred. And, and like I'm helpless. <laughs> you know, it's it's like oh, I'd like to do some heavy lifting right now. Yeah, it's something it's something that we acknowledge a lot on the show is the, you know, just the imbalance. Uh you know, luckily as you go on, uh you're going to see a bit of a shift in that and uh I mean even even once the kid is out and the pregnancy is over and 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 you you know, you actually have a child, there's already a big shift, but you're totally right. And uh you know, we always say all praise to the moms. Uh it's you know, no joke what they have to go through. Uh, and I don't know about you I guess I'll put the question to you. If you could carry a child and deliver it, would you do it? <laughs> I'm, like, my wife's going to be listening. Of course, honey. Of course I would do it. I would totally, 100% wish it could have been me that had gone through that instead of you. There's no question in my mind. If we have another child and it was, was possible, it would totally be on me to do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautifully said. Um, I love you, honey. <laughs> I think another another thing that I think with the first child it is kind of natural to be really uptight about stuff but you're really you're right in it now so like the idea of his cry changed and you were worried about that stuff I hope that you have some perspective to know that that those kind of like really intense fears about any little thing that's happening that that will subside and I mean I, I it's so funny that it's only been six days and to me I'm like oh you texted us about that weeks ago and like you know um, but it is it is, it is so intense early on, and that that is something yeah. that is something that will fade a little. Although I will say, you know, Goldie is now over two, and uh, you know she's the the only one we have. Zoe and I are expecting another one, and I, I do think it probably will be that thing where you're a little less concerned about stuff. Uh, yeah. We are, we are still pretty worried about Goldie a lot of the time, just because she's the only one there, and like what else you know, what else are you going to worry about? Yeah, but but uh, and and. and... You know, you just want to make sure you're doing everything right. Of course. And, and I don't think that it's clear what right is necessarily. Um, yeah. <laughs> particularly, uh, you know, there's a lot of info out there. Everybody's got an opinion. Oh, you should wake him up every two hours. Oh, you should let a baby sleep. Oh, you, you know, this, that, and the other. Um, where he's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's just hanging out. He's just being adorable. And when we're just fretting around. But also, uh, I, I guess the lack of sleep adds to that right sure and is is does he is he particularly not sleeping well or is it just the fact that he's up and down and there's no real schedule yet there's no real schedule but he's sleeping like 18 hours a day i know it's mind-blowing it's amazing and so then we were anxious is he sleeping too much like of course you were (laughs) um okay i wanted to ask like are there any specific things that have gone the way you expected them to and maybe you were a little comforted by like, oh, we knew this was going to happen and it did. And, uh, you know, the inverse of that, are there any specific things that have come as a surprise? Hmm. I, I, I didn't know, straight up, I didn't know that the umbilical cord hangs there for like 
a couple of days oh. or a week or whatever. It's like this little shriveled, gross thing. Uh-huh. And I, I had no idea that that was real or a thing that happened. So we were like, is this looking okay? Is this supposed to be gross like this? So we were concerned about that, of course. Yeah. Nobody told us the umbilical cord would just sit there. Um, I think that, uh, oh, again, my brain is fried. Uh, we were expecting it to be crazy. I don't know that it's it's like work intensive as 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 we were expecting. I think that really it's 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 a lot of being stuck in one place and just sort of like we 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 keep calling it couch island, um, and 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 getting the schedule right. So so getting my wife enough sleep so she can have the energy to breastfeed is 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 the biggest challenge right now. I think. Right. Yeah. It definitely gets. I mean, certainly way down the road when the kids start crawling and walking and stuff, it's a lot more intensive. But it kind of, you're on an an upward trajectory of how much work it is, I think. Unless, of course, some babies are colicky really early on or some have trouble breastfeeding. But, you know, it definitely does continue to intensify more and more. And I think think probably for many years even. And, you know, they have this phrase... Uh, you know, little kid, little problems, big kid, big problems, and I'm sure, I'm sure that's a phrase for a reason. Um, but yeah, I remember in the early days, sometimes being like, oh, like, you know, Goldie's just napping, and and at that point, it's just right in like the the removable car seat piece, and you can kind of put it up on the table while you eat dinner, and and the kid's yeah. right there, and and just kind of carry it around with you. And yeah, I remember being a little surprised by that too. Um, I wonder, did you? You know, obviously, once you have a kid and potentially even during in the lead up while while the pregnancy is going on, there's going to be a big shift in lifestyle from before you had the kid, before you even thought about it, maybe to once the kid arrives. Did you do any kind of incremental adjusting to your lifestyle in preparation or did you do more of like a kind of boom, drastic shift once Hank was born? Well, uh, it's only been six days. (laughs) So I'll tell you that in a little bit. Um, we, we, we went through a lot uh, to, to prepare. Um, we, we took, um, like we moved, we renovated, we moved with my parents, and we moved, like, so, okay, so let me pull it back. We, we sold a condo, moved with my parents, bought a house, renovated the house, moved in a month ago, prepared the whole house for, uh, for, for, for the baby's arrival. Um, and and then like all that we were taking hypnobirthing, which I didn't understand what that was, and it's actually quite interesting. Um, wh- do you, have you talked about that at all? No, but I would love to hear about it. All right, so hypnobirthing is is like you know the preparation for the birth, and and it what it sounds like is you hypnotize your wife while she's giving birth so she doesn't feel the pain. Um, what it really is is to try and it's just about understanding sort of meditation and breathing techniques to ease through it. You know, I, I think we had intended to try our best to have a natural birth. Um, and and what this got like, you know, what it really gave us was an opportunity and a language to use with the doctors and with the uh, with the choices we'd have to make during the birthing process. Right. Uh, and and of course once we're there um, you know, most of it went out the window when we found out how, you know, it was a stressful birth. Um, and, but everything went smoothly and all the decisions we made ended up being really, really good decisions. And that, that included using the epidural and including using 
um, you know, the doctor's advice and, and kind of when we induced pregnancy because the child was growing, uh, you know, right. so, but, but having the sort of the balance of thinking about your mind and soul, uh, in advance of like, thinking about the medical aspects of it, I think prepared us in a, in a lot of ways, um, for particularly my wife, you know, but, but gave me some things that I could remind her of during that process. Like, Hey, you know, remember the breathing techniques or we, we tried to listen to some of the, um, the meditations uh, leading up to the birth so so we'd be ready um you know to fall asleep quickly or or to to have some of that kind of in the can um what i what i also we also did was we, we have a dog and and we, we tried to do some we were really concerned about how the dog would respond to the, the kids so we did a lot of work uh with the dog to sort of try and because she's young and she's a, she's a rescue and she's she's a little bit of an anxious dog. Um, we, we wanted people to enter in and out of the house a lot so we could get her used to visitors. And we had like a fake baby that we were walking around the house with. So <laughs> she was like, that's great. <laughs> and, and, and it was, uh, it turns out that the baby, the, the dog isn't that interested. She, she seems a little bit, um, sort of sad like she's kind of holed up in our bedroom a lot um and oh yeah the other thing was we made sure the dog wasn't was used to being off of the bed and off of the couch like we we, about two months or as soon as we moved into our new place we no longer let the dog on the couch no longer let the dog on the bed um because we didn't want the arrival of the child to be uh, that switch, we wanted the switch to happen before, so the dog wouldn't associate um, that with the baby and have resentment and consider him a good snack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but of course, as soon as the baby was born, we've kept him off the her off the couch, the dog. I mean, yeah. But, but she's taken over the bed because uh, she's spending all her time sort of removed. Um, comes up, sniffs him once in a while, and and it's been no issue except she looks a little sad that she doesn't get as much attention. I'm sure they'll be best friends, you know, in, in a couple of years when, when Hank has a little more mobility and personality. I feel like that, that must happen a lot. Uh, Dropping food all over, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's something you're looking forward to, um, mm-hmm. to watch that relationship develop as well. I wonder, yeah. did you, uh, some couples do like a baby moon, like a trip before the kid comes. So maybe you can tell me if you did something like that. But also, if there was anything that you did... In talking about that lifestyle shift, like, I don't know, uh, you know, you're a musician, maybe you played a gig recently, or maybe you went out with the, the, the guys for a night on the town type of thing. Is there anything that you did in your mind that happened, like, kind of close to the, the before the time that Hank was born, that you kind of felt was, you know, like a last hurrah, like a farewell to this time in your life before you were a dad? <laughs> I tried to do all those things actually. So, <laughs> so I, I booked uh, I booked a, a series of gigs, um, sort of one each month for the four months previous that ended at the end of June, and that was like one month before the baby was born. So just to make sure that I sort of had a had flexed that muscle as recently as possible. Yeah. Uh, and we we went on a short baby moon to to Montreal, um, and we did it on point, so it wasn't that expensive. I we we tried to uh, go out. We went to a movie. We went for dinner a few times. People had told us that those are the things you didn't do anymore. Oh, yeah. Go to restaurants is an ordeal. <laughs> Going to the movies is an ordeal. Right. Um, so those were things that we did uh, consciously. And then just every, every time I was doing something, you know, like playing 
you know, inter, inter or intramural sports and things like that. It's just like, I may not be able to do this as much. So I, I just kind of use my, you know, acknowledge that this was a, a good time to be alive. And I'm so thankful. Um, now, now Jess was, was quite pregnant. So, so I don't know that it was as, as fun for her. Of course. And, you know, there was a, a, a period where we were like, oh, if only he would just wait, you know, we didn't want him to come. Give us another week. Give us another week until it got to a point for her where she was like, just get this baby out. And I'm like, give me another week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I, I want to ask uh, about music. Have you played any music for Hank, whether it's actually you playing or, or just like records or, or sang him any songs? So I have been singing to him. Uh, and trying to think of like random stuff like <laughs> I was thinking like you know like Enter Sandman and then like <laughs> transitioning from Enter Sandman to to like you know Michael Row the Boat Ashore so it's pretty pretty random I haven't like sat and played guitar for him um, the, the one musical moment that um, I've noticed that sort of something like that like seemed to catch his attention was again I was watching sort of late night television. I feel like all I do is watch T V right now. It's it's pretty um disappointing. But but I was watching uh you know that song, I'm gonna rock down to Electric Avenue. Uh, Hell yeah. So, so the the original singer of that song was on Jimmy Fallon and and the roots were backing him up and nice. they dropped into the beat. I was like, this is amazing. All of a sudden Hank stopped crying and stared at the screen and was like clearly interested in what was going on. So I think he's got a favorite song already. Uh, and, and I couldn't be prouder. That's a pretty um, good one. I mean, you can probably dig in maybe the eighties, uh, are a good decade for him, you know, eighties reggae yeah. things. Um, and, and then, the other one that I was like really excited to do to play for him, I've always actually since I was like a teenager, uh, when I learned it existed, I'm like, when I have a kid, I'm going to play this album. <laughs> Is it not for kids only with uh, Garcia Grisman? Oh yeah, that's uh, that that's album. great. And, and so I, I put it on, and it was like symbolic. It was like really me listening because you know the, there wasn't any. Um, he was probably sleeping or something. But I'm like, I'm finally getting to play this album for my for my <laughs> kid, uh, and 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 like that was pretty meaningful because it was something that I'd always sort of knew that I would do. It was like connected, like this album is great. I love it. It's beautiful folk music, but I can't wait till I can use that as a portal for my child to be interested in sort of these, this type of, um, this type of music. And the other thing I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> conscious about is, is, um, is this because I was so drawn to music? I, he might not be, you know, and, and I don't want to, um, to sort of try and, force him into anything but I, I do know that he'll he'll clearly and and I, I used to actually teach baby music groups when I was you know trying to support my music career right um, and 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 teach nursery school music so just seeing the way kids respond to music uh, firsthand for a number of years actually I'm like really excited for him to get involved with it like those responses but when it comes to like trying to like pressure him into playing instruments and stuff like that, I'm definitely going to try and be hands off and, and let him find it himself. 
Right. Otherwise, it, it won't be cool. I have a feeling he will get into music. And also, these are the days. I mean, force might not even be the right word, but like you, you're, you're, it's a, he, he's a blank canvas. And as long as right. you're doing, you know, something like music is hardly like a negative influence. Right, of course. Um, of course. so. I more when he's older. And of I'm course. Like, you know, Son, why aren't you, uh, you know, practicing your piano? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, all the kids want to hear that. That's, little, yeah. Uh, piano. I, I remember hating piano lessons. And of course, now I wish, how however old I was, eight or something. Uh, now I'm like, oh, I wish I had stuck with that, but I, I hated it. I really, you know, it's like more homework. Um, yeah. Do you know, do you know the Sturgill Simpson record, Sailor's Guide to Earth? No. Oh, dude. Is that, that a kitty? That's for you, but listen to that. Get <laughs> When you're, when you got one of these night, like listen to that record all the way through. It's not a long record. It's gonna, it's gonna get you, man. It's really gonna get you. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait because uh, I love that guy. He's great, but I, I haven't ever listened to a full album of his. I don't believe. Ooh, um, well, you may have heard a song or two from here. It's his. Uh, I mean, now it's a few years old, but I think it's his latest one. I don't think he's done anything since then. But it's like, it's it's a love letter to his firstborn oh, son, and it's that. it's really fantastic. Uh, and I I have a feeling you may find your eyes are watering a time or two. Uh, you know, my kid's not even a boy, so it's a a little bit of a remove from there and like the first couple times listening to it right after she was born i was like god damn this is like <laughs> right right down my lane um well before we say goodbye i i know that you're just six days in i know that you're right at the very beginning but i wonder if based on your experience so far it doesn't have to be about the last six days it could be about getting ready or whatever it was but is there something that sticks out in your mind that you would give as a kernel of advice to dads who are about to have their first kid just be kind to your wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just whatever she wants, <laughs> whatever she thinks is best, whatever's gonna make her comfortable. Get, um, let, let go of whatever your, um, your hangups are, or whatever your, um, oh, I want my, you know, like I want my son to be born this way, or I want, you know, I want my wife, like, you know, if she, if, some, if she's gonna eat something that's gonna make her feel good, then let her eat the thing. If she's gonna do whatever she wants let her do it because uh, not that you should be um controlling <laughs> your wife or or partner anyway but but just be forgiving because because she's going through a lot um and and uh and that that's the that was the big thing that just trying to just be kind to your wife um and then i actually had a very quick question for you dan before before we got off back on music just if you if you wouldn't mind i know i don't want to take up too much time but is it possible to keep the kids away from that terrible kitty music like baby shark or is it just inevitable like should i uh give into it now <laughs> I think a certain level of acceptance is probably wise to go with. Um, yeah. You know what's funny? Baby Shark is a... Th I mean, maybe there are kids who are just playing it for hours, and I get why that would drive parents crazy. Goldie knows Baby Shark. She likes it. We sing it occasionally. We even got her a, a little shark toy that swims when you put it in the water and it sings the song. Um, you know what? I kind of think... I kind of think that your tolerance for that kind of thing is correlated with your love for your kid and you're 
you have such a rich affection for Hank. You have such a great connection to your family. Like, that's just kind of built into your DNA. So I, I do think that a lot of that stuff that might have been more annoying to you just as far as how you're thinking about it ahead of time, or maybe if you were with, like, a friend and their kid was listening to a thing over and over again, I do think a lot of the patience that's required for those kind of tedious things um, comes a little more naturally just because you love your kids so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is also definitely some of that stuff that is, like, crazy annoying. Goldie really loves the Wiggles, and I was expecting to be more annoyed by the Wiggles. Um <laughs> But they, I think the guy who writes a lot of their music or arranges a lot of the stuff when they're singing old older songs that they didn't write themselves, I think he's kind of like a rock and roll guy. He's like an Elvis fan. So there's at least like a little tinge if you're a big music guy, <clears throat> if you're a big rock and roll guy. There's a little tinge of like, oh, that's got some musicality to it beyond just yeah. someone wrote it to like tap into children's dopamine and take advantage of it. Um, so yeah, I, I also assume there's a lot of stuff I haven't heard that is super annoying. And I will say there are days when I'm particularly annoyed by the wiggles. Um, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. And I I think that your love for your kid really kind of guides the way. Whatever they like, I'm going to like, right? Yeah. Well, you'll like, you'll like that they like it. Right. And in a lot of cases you'll like that it's keeping them distracted so you can do whatever it is that you need to do. Uh, there's a lot of that. But yeah, you're a far way off from that. Like we said, you know, Hank for still a long time now is just going to kind of be portable and not connecting with, you know, any kind of media or anything like that. And then it's just going to be a matter of, you know, did he sleep well through the night or is he is he crying nonstop? And uh, it sounds like you're off to a good start. You know, this chat, it went a lot longer than we had originally anticipated and uh, certainly no complaints there. I think it went really well. I'm going to let you get back to Hank and Jessica and and hopefully to get a little sleep when you can grab it and just uh, just wish all three of you the best of luck and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat I appreciate it I think you're doing great work uh, with this podcast and it's an honor to be included amazing well thanks for being with us on Big Papa's Dave really appreciate it yeah